0: Kamala Harris isn't happy, but how'd CNN find out? Then she gets embarrassed by the White House. And the Democrats released their 2022 election strategy, and I really hope they run on this. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, it's going to be a big week. Uh, big news out there today. Uh, We'll talk about it, I'm hoping, soon. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse trial has gone to the jury, so now they're deliberating. And uh, President Biden today had a virtual meeting with uh, Xi Jinping. That should be interesting. We're definitely going to talk about it tomorrow, because I need to find out what exactly happens. Uh, It doesn't sound like it went well, (laughs) but I mean, that's not really a surprise. But here we go. Let's let's get to the news. Um, CNN released a report about the Vice President Kamala Harris, and it's less than complimentary. In fact, I have to tell you, it looks like a bit of a hit piece. So let's take a look at it, and it it, it looks really bad. So I'm not going to read the entire piece; just a few of the the, the excerpts. So the it starts out this way: worn out by What they see as entrenched dysfunction and lack of focus, key West Wing aides have largely thrown up their hands at Vice President Kamala Harris and her staff, deciding there simply isn't time to deal with them right now, especially at the moment when President Biden faces multiple legislative and political concerns. The exasperation runs both ways. Interviews with nearly three dozen former and current Harris Uh, current Harris aides, administration officials, Democratic operatives, donors and outside advisors who spoke extensively to CNN reveal a complex reality inside the White House. Many in the vice president's circle fume that she's not being adequately prepared or positioned and instead is being sidelined. The vice president herself has told several confidants she feels constrained in what she's able to do politically. And those around her remain wary of even hinting at political ambitions. With the Biden team, with Biden's team, highly attuned to signs of disloyalty, particularly from the vice president. Okay, a few things here. First off, she's the vice president of the United States. All right, this is really one of the more irrelevant positions in politics. Joe Biden was assigned a couple of things when he was under the Obama administration, but he didn't do that much either. It's really about the president. So her whining and crying that she doesn't have a lot to do is really kind of dumb because that's what the position calls for. She's just there in case the president kicks the bucket or is removed from office or whatever. So this is this is kind of a whiny thing. I also want to point out, too, that, I mean, she's been assigned two things that I can remember. She's been assigned handling the border crisis, and she's been assigned working for voting rights, voter rights. Oh, question for you. What has she done on either of those two cases, either of those two assignments? What exactly has she done? I can't think of anything either. The border crisis is still a disaster. 200,000 people crossed the border last month again. Uh, And the voting rights, nothing's been done. Nothing's changed. Everything's the same. As a matter of fact, states are actually going out and making their own laws to make sure that the federal government has nothing to do with their voting rights. President Biden has even allowed her to speak to foreign leaders. There was a time, remember, in the beginning of the presidency, she was assigned to speak to foreign leaders instead of President Biden. And I thought, honestly, this was the time that Biden's probably going to leave office. I, I thought Biden would be out of office by now, but I gave him till summer. And if she's already speaking to leaders, that means she's prepping to become president. And what happened? She stopped talking to leaders. Why? Why? I don't know. Chances are she's been screwing that up too. And by the way, she's the vice president of the United States. Shouldn't she have been prepared before she became vice president? I mean, Biden could have kicked off uh, his first day and she would have become president. Shouldn't she have been ready for that anyway? Of course not. She's terrible. She's a she's a terrible politician. She's inauthentic, she's a terrible speaker. She's got that terrible laugh. I there's she's unlikable. Her ratings are below what uh what uh, uh no, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, the article continues. I I spent way too much uh time talking about that. But I mean, her approval ratings right now are lower than Dick Cheney's. So I don't quite understand. It, it, after Dick Cheney shot somebody in the face during a hunting accident, during hunting. So I, I don't know what she's actually wants from the president. I, he, she's just terribly unpopular and many don't even think she can run it, be president. So the article continues a few lines down, a few paragraphs down, quote, few of the insiders who spoke with CNN think she's being well-prepared. She's being well-prepared for whichever role it will be. Her- Harris is struggling with a rocky relationship with some parts of the White House, while longtime supporters feel abandoned and see no coherent public sense of what she's done or or been trying to do as vice president. Being the first woman and the first woman of color in national elective office is historic, but has also come with outside scrutiny and no forgiveness for even the small errors, as she'll often point out. Now I do wanna point out, of course, she's the vice president, not a picture hanger, okay? Her moves determine policy in the direction of all our lives. Forgiveness is not a thing when you're in that position. And we can't overlook her screw-ups. And by the way, she has been given jobs and she screwed them all up or at least not done anything to fix what she was assigned to fix. Listen, this is all on Biden. Biden didn't pick someone based off their merit. He picked someone Because she had to be a woman and she had to be black. That's why she was picked. And you can imagine, well imagine, that responses to this article, guess what they guess came out? Sexism and racism. So anyone who doesn't like the situation in the White House, it's because they're a sexist and a racist. So that's coming. Wait until Kamala Harris does this again, where she calls Biden a sexist and a racist. Which, by the way, she did her entire campaign when she was running for president. So a few more paragraphs down. Here's another one. Uh, Defenders and people who care for Harris are getting frantic. When they're annoyed, some pass around a recent Onion story mocking her lack of substantive work. One with the headline, White House urges Kamala Harris to sit on a computer all day in case emails come through. That's actually pretty funny. When they're depressed, they bat down the Aaron Sorkin-style rumor that Biden might try to replace her by nominating her to a Supreme Court vacancy. Can you imagine that, that Biden would nominate this gal to Supreme Court? She would never make it. She's terrible. She's been terrible at everything she does, and she's not that smart. Are we seriously going to compare her to Amy Coney Barrett or to uh, Sotomayor? I mean, I don't like Sotomayor. I don't like Kagan. But those gals really know the law. I may not agree with anything on them politically, but they know the law. They can quote things from the top of her head. This gal, when she was attorney general for California, couldn't follow the laws in California. And suddenly they want to put her in a sur- Supreme Court? Talk about failing upward. Anyway, continuing. That chatter has already reached top levels of the Biden admit, Biden's orbit, according to one person who's heard it. She's perceived in su- as to be in such a weak position that top Democrats in and outside of Washington have begun to speculate privately, asking each other why the White House has allowed her to become so hobbled in the public consciousness, at least as they see it. Okay, um, here, here's here, here's the thing. Uh, Kamala Harris has hobbled herself. She is just terrible at that position. She's a disaster. She was a disaster as Attorney General in California. She was a disaster as a Senator for California. Her presidential campaign was a disaster. She's now a disaster as the vice president. And I don't know how the Biden administration didn't see this coming. And I don't know how the Biden administration didn't see it coming that she was going to be a disaster as a vice president, and then she's going to lash out by calling them all racist. She has, the reality is she has a history of sucking. She has a history of never taking responsibility. So none of this should be a shock. The question is, where did this come from? I, I This is from CNN. CNN has always praised Kamala. Not for her accomplishments, but for her race and sex. So, you know, there's that. Suddenly, they're tearing her apart. Where did this come from? Is it a good, well-researched article? Yes, it's very good. It makes a lot of sense. And it's very well analyzed. Could it be that CNN has finally decided to do some legitimate journalism? Could it be that Kamala Harris is so bad that an article like this, which I'm calling a hit piece, and a lot of people are calling it hit piece, that CNN could get away with publishing this without getting any backlash? CNN has to have known that this would create a storm, and it has. It has created a storm within the White House. It It, it also shows how dysfunctional the White House is right now. Everyone kept complaining about Trump and how dysfunctional it was, his, his staff in his White House was. And it was. There's no question. But the Biden administration can't say we've brought sanity to anything because now the vice president and the president are fighting. Many think this came from the Biden administration itself. CNN has always pushed talking points from this administration. The Biden administration knows Kamala is not popular. She keeps falling at the falling in the polls, and she keeps failing at everything she's assigned to do. Nobody, including Democrats, want her as president. If Biden doesn't run in twenty twenty four and he said he wouldn't, Harris has no chance at even winning the nomination to be president. No chance. I believe they want to replace her. But send her to the Supreme Court? really that's a thing well jen Psaki was asked about this by guess who peter Ducey, and if biden will he was at she was asked if biden will endorse her in 2024 seems like a pretty valid question and she was asked whether or not she knew that kamala harris was not happy with the administration here's her answer there are a few reports from over the weekend that the vice president is unhappy Can she expect the president's automatic endorsement if she decides to run herself in either 2024 20, or 2028?
1: Well, first of all, the president selected the vice president because uh, to serve as his running mate because he felt she was exactly the person he wanted to have by his side to govern the country. She's a key partner. She's a bold leader. And she is somebody who has taken on incredibly important assignments. Uh, Whether it is addressing the root causes of migration at the Northern Triangle or taking on a a core cause of democracy in voting rights. Uh, So that is who the president selected. Uh, I, I don't have any predictions of whether she will run, when she will run. I will leave that to her, but I can tell you that there's been a lot of reports out there and they don't reflect his view or our experience with the vice president.
0: And so you guys have not heard that the vice president or key members of her staff are unhappy
1: Uh, Here's what I know, Peter, I know that the President relies on the Vice President for her advice, for her counsel. Uh, She's somebody who is not only uh, uh, taking on issues uh, that are uh, challenging, she's not looking for a cushy role here. Uh, No Vice President is, no President is, uh, and that she's somebody that um, is a valuable member of the team and he expects to also, you can all expect to be out there, uh, 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 out in the country on the infrastructure bill and he's looking forward to having her out there too.
0: What a great non-answer! <laughs> she, she never, she never answered. Hey, the, do you support her or not? Well, yeah, we, we, we like her, but you know, and she's gonna do work when we want her to do work, and that's about it. I mean, it was later on she tweeted pretty much the same thing. She said, "Quote that's Jen Saki for anyone who needs to hear it." At VP is not only a vital partner to at POTUS, but a bold leader who has taken on key important challenges facing the country from voting rights to addressing root causes of migration and expanding broadband. OK, well, here, here's here's the thing that is actually not a compliment because voting rights. She's done nothing. Um, migration, causes of migration. She's done nothing. And expanding broadband has nothing to do with Kamala Harris. That's part of that stupid infrastructure bill. At least she's consistent. I mean, she doesn't answer anything. And then I I think this this tweet is actually, I'll go a step further and say this is an insulting tweet. Because everyone knows she didn't do any of this stuff. Just incredible. But I, I tell you, it's this has got to be the worst. This yesterday they had the signing ceremony for the infrastructure bill, so they all got together on the White House lawn and they signed it. An embarrassing moment happened for poor Kamala Harris, thanks to the Biden administration. And I, I, I got to tell you, I, I actually almost feel sorry for her. Uh, while standing at the podium with Hail Chief in the playing in the background, Kamala Harris is ready to make a speech. That's when the announcer. Announces that the next speaker is a union political activist, Heather Kirtenbach. Kur- Listen to this. It's just terrible.
1: Hey.
0: Please welcome Heather Kirtenbach.
1: In a moment. <laughs> Please have a seat.
0: That, wow, is embarrassing. Especially coming out, that happening a day after the CNN article was released. Uh, even on even conservatives on Twitter felt, and it's embarrassing for both the Biden administration and Kamala Harris. I think that is just, it just shows the dysfunction. Even conservatives on Twitter felt bad for her. Uh, Matt Whitlock, who works for The Blaze, man alive, Kamala can't catch a break. Then um, Steve Guest, another uh, reporter, Kamala Harris wants Kamala Harris to be recognized. Then the Tea Party Patriots, which you would think would be just ripping her. Nope. Yikes. This is painful to watch. The Biden administration is falling apart. By the way, it is. Uh, Michelle Perez Exner said, hail to the chief plays and VP Harris is the one at the podium. I suspect we will get another late-night tweet from Jen Psaki trying to quell rumors that there is no dysfunction between the POTUS and VP offices. Oh, that's pretty bad. Those are pretty bad. But here are more t- telling tweets, and I I think they're actual. They're more important than the previous tweets. This is from Jerry Christmas. Exit, excited to watch the version of this with the Veep credits and music. And another one by Abigail Monroe. Ah, this is an episode of Veep. No way it's not. Now, why are these tweets telling? Veep is a comedy about the vice president with uh, uh, Dreyfus. Uh, I think her name is Julie, Julie Dreyfus. And it's a comedy. See, the thing is, a lot of political shows act like this is some big thing. that, Like, you know, all these guys are smart and all these guys are... Pro- yeah, no. This White House is nothing more than a comedy. It is the same reason Let's Go Brandon chant is telling. The Biden administration is being seen as a joke. And people are comparing it, not to the serious political shows that are on television, but they're comparing it to a comedy. This is embarrassing, not just for what happened, but because it just shows how much of a joke this administration is. Okay, in our last story, uh, this this is great. There's a famous quote. No one really knows who wrote it. People say that Benjamin Franklin wrote it, or Albert Einstein said it, or Benjamin Franklin said it. The reality is no one knows who said this, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. This quote defines the Democratic Party. Politico got got a memo from the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee defining their strategy for the 2022 midterm elections. This just shows us, this memo just shows us that they learned nothing from the elections two weeks ago. Okay, so this is how it starts. One year from election day 2022, our our keys to victory are clear. President Biden and House Democrats are delivering on their hopeful, unified vision of American families, stabilizing the U.S. economy, and making robust investment, investments in our future. So this is what they came up with, and this is what they, they include as big talking points for them. Spending the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, they said, was a huge success, and that should be used. Now, by the way, according to Politico, support for the bill fell eight points so that only half of Americans support the infrastructure bill. The reason why? People are beginning to find out what's in it, beginning to realize less than 10% of it has anything to do with infrastructure. Now, this is also not going to bode well for Republicans who voted for this thing. So the 13 Republicans in the House and the two or three Republicans in the Senate. This is not going to, and of course, one of the Republicans in the Senate vote was Mitt Romney. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens when this bill goes off and inflation goes up more. Then they talked about uh, pushing Biden's Build Back Better agenda. God, I hate that name. Build Back Better agenda, which includes extending Biden's child tax credit, ensuring access to universal pre-K for 3 and 4 year olds and bringing down prescri- prescription drug prices and making historic investments in elder care. Here's a news flash. They keep saying that 67 or 68% of people actually uh, support that bill. I don't think it's that high. I don't think people want a 2. Point something trillion or 1.75 trillion dollar bill which the CBO has already said could cost $5 trillion over the next 10 years if this stuff is made permanent. I don't think it's really that popular. I know, I don't know anyone who wants this bill because it's just, even Josie, who's not political at all. As a matter of fact, the only thing she knows about politics is with me. She said that doesn't really make a lot of sense. She talks about the child tax credit and she said, why are we spending, why are families getting three, six, dollars 600 900 child, uh, a month because she gets money from the child tax credit. And she says, you know, it's great. I'm getting it, but I don't need it. And why are they giving it to me? So I don't think this is as popular as people make it out to be. Um, and the other problem is that it doesn't look like it's going to pass. So, because now we're entering December, we have the debt ceiling being reached early in December, the first week in December. No one's talking about that, by the way. That's going We're going to be shutting down the government in about two weeks. No one's talking about this. I hope that uh, Mitch McConnell keeps his pants on and, and mans up and doesn't actually support, you know, another temporary move. I got a feeling he's going to, but... Okay. anyway, I I keep going off on the economy. And so here's uh, the other thing. uh, This is what they quote. The Democrats deliver a crushing by deliver by crushing COVID-19 and rescuing the economy with more than 400 million shots in the arms and 5 million workers back on the job. Okay. well, uh, here's the whole problem. All a Republican has to say is more people died in 2021 under Joe Biden than they did in 2020 under Donald Trump. This is a terrible argument. And the other thing the Demo- Republicans are going to point out here is, so, so they didn't crush, basically, the Biden administration didn't crush COVID. The other thing they're going to sit and point out, too, is that, uh, yeah, you mandated, you forced, like a tyrant, the, that people get vaccinated. A lot of people didn't want vaccinations, probably about a third of the country, or not a third, yeah, yeah, probably about a third of the country doesn't want the vaccinations you mandated or they'd have to lose their job. And the 5 million Americans back on at work thing, yeah, it should have been closer to 10 to 15 million Americans. Let's not forget that Joe Biden's employment record has been very underwhelming. He had a good month last month, But before that, he's been kind of iffy. He had a good month in uh, June and July. He had a couple of good months, but nothing great. He was well outside of those three months. He's been in office 11 months. Every other month has been underwhelming and has missed projections. Okay, Democrats. This is another quote. Democrats fight for American values. House Democrats have a hopeful vision for America focused on jobs and justice. Yes, that's what we need, more justice. Democrats don't understand that most Americans do not support their, their, quote, justice, their, quote, equity, their, quote, equality. They just don't support that stuff. Keep running on that. While Republicans seek to divide America and undermine democracy, House Democrats passed the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act. By the way, the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act is divisive. Stop telling Republicans are divisive. That's another thing that's going to be an issue for the Democrats. That's divisive. Uh, The uh, John Lewis Voting Rights Act, which, by the way, is against the Constitution. It's unconstitutional. So, yeah, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. By the way, none of this. This stuff hasn't passed. So I I don't know what they're doing here. And the Women's Health Protection Act, which, by the way, would enshrine into law women's access to reproductive care. In other words, abortion. So they're supporting federalized, they're supporting federalized voting. They support defunding the police and they support abortion. I'm sorry, folks. What is different here? What is what is different here than what they were doing before? A lot of people don't support this. Okay, uh, another thing. Contrast this record of securing good-paying jobs for hard-working Americans and fighting for justice with the House Republicans' reckless and dangerous vision for America. The stakes are clear. House Republicans are too dangerous for American families. Ooh. Does anything here sound anything different than what they were doing two weeks before the elections, the off-year elections in early November? They're running on spending money, raising taxes, federalizing the elections, abortion, and calling Republicans evil. That's essentially what they're doing. All they need to do is say something about January 6th, and they will have the hat trick. Oh, that's right. They did do that too. It a little later in the uh memo, it said, quote, The moment Washington Republicans felt their grip on power loosen, they unleashed a full assault on American democracy, culminating in a murderous assault on the Capitol. By the way, the only person that actually died at the Capitol was a Trump supporter. I again I'm not sure if she didn't deserve it, but the fact is, the only person that died at the January 6th riots was a Trump supporter. Continuing. And in the introduction of anti-voter legislation across the country, every day Republicans demonstrate how unserious, cynical, and dangerous their return to power would be. hoo We're dangerous. I like that. On January 6th, a violent mob incited by former President Trump. You knew Trump had to be brought up. Right. Incited by former President Trump and House Republicans, stormed our Capitol, hunted down our elected officials, assaulted police officers and threatened the very integrity of our democracy in an event that resulted in the deaths of five Americans since actually it didn't result in the death of five Americans it resulted in the death of one American. The other four were from natural causes. So I'm not exactly sure. I mean, strokes and heart attacks. So you probably the stress had something to do with it, but nobody killed anybody except the one Trump supporter. Since then, Republicans have attempted to block investigations of the assault, cover up their alleged involvement and have even defended and celebrated the rioters. Okay, first off, um, a couple of things here. Uh, No, there have been two there. There have been two investigations into there's been a Senate investigation and there has been a a government, a government investigation, a police investigation into the January 6th riot. And basically what both of those things said was that the police were not ready for it, that they knew this could happen. They knew it could come. And the police weren't ready. And that and who's in charge of the state Capitol Police? Nancy Pelosi. Basically, Nancy Pelosi screwed this whole thing up. There are two reports out on that. You can look them up on the Internet. What Republicans had decided to block was that stupid January 6th commission where no Republican is represented. And I'm sorry, the two, quote, Republicans that they have on there? Liz Cheney, and I can't remember the other guy. Liz Cheney or Liz Cheney is not even considered a Republican in Wyoming anymore. She is being kicked out of the de- Republican Party in Wyoming. So don't talk to me about, about the January 6th commission. It is a show commission. And here's the other thing. Dude, nobody cares about January 6th anymore. No one is paying attention to the January 6th commission. It's happening two hours a day no one's watching it everyone knows it's a bunch it was a bunch of morons on January 6th acting like a bunch of morons and here's a news flash they're all in jail out of the 600 rioters something like 550 are in jail it's done of course no Democrat memo would be complete without mentioning Donald Trump and and they do yeah this guy's been out of office for a year and he's going to be out of office for two years before this election, but they do have to keep beating on Donald Trump. Kevin, quote, Kevin McCarthy has turned over control to the entire caucus to Donald Trump. McCarthy's cowardly abdication leaves House Republicans with a toxic agenda and a field of conspiracy promoting, scandal prone, anti-democracy candidates that face an uphill battle convincing battleground voters to support them. Jesus. Is this guy serious? Are these guys serious? I tell you what, run on this. Run on the gov- run on government high government spending, run on raising taxes, run on never ending this never ending pandemic that everyone doesn't care about anymore. Call Republicans evil. Run on hate, run on negativity. Don't change it. Run on justice, where someone like Dave Chappelle can't even donate money to a school because he made some jokes about trans folks. He also made some jokes about Catholics. He also made some jokes about Jews. He also made some jokes about blacks. He also made some jokes about whites. Run on justice. Let's see how that works out. Okay, so I'm still waiting for um, uh, the jury to come back on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Tomorrow, we'll talk about what happened with Joe Biden and Xi Jinping, the president of China, the dictator of China. Let's call it what it is. Uh, and I've got a lot more. You, you can see this week might be China week because I've got a lot to say about China. Have a great day. Visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Uh, take a look at my show notes, my links, and my videos and audio. Uh, visit, uh, visit rumble.com. Take a look at my videos. Just search for dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and please press that rubble button. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talkin' Politics.